Welcome to the Power of the Cross Radio. Today we have a very special program with Pastor David Borg from Sun Life Broadcasting Network. This sermon and many others are available for free download at www.renatachurch.com. So sit back and enjoy this message, Power in the Name of Jesus. Uh, Turn your Bibles tonight to the book of Luke. Luke in chapter 10, and I'm just going to begin, I'm going to read, uh, picking up in verse 17, uh, going all the way, I'm not going to, you don't have to turn there, but to, uh, to verse 1, uh, Jesus is sending out the 70, and uh, to uh, sending them out to, to minister and to, to do the works of God, And he says here in verse 17, he says, And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Verse 19, Behold, I give unto you power. Let me read that again. Behold, I give unto you power. Power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Let me read that again. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. You know, that's a very uh, powerful promise in the Word of God, uh, that nothing will hurt us. Anything that the enemy uh, throws at God's children, uh, it should not harm us in any way. Uh, But the reality is, with most, or many, I'll just say it that way, with many Christians, is that instead of us treading on serpents and scorpions, And over all of the power of the evil one, unfortunately, many times they are treading on us. It's the other way around. And it shouldn't be that way. Uh, It's not God's will. It is not God's will for you to be overcome and to be dominated by Satan, by powers of darkness, by sin, by really any evil work or any evil in this world. You know, one of the... Uh, the requests in the Lord's Prayer that we should pray is, Lord, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil or from, from the evil one, every evil influence. And the reality is, in the name of Jesus Christ, that we have deliverance from every uh, evil spirit, as it says here, every serpent, every scorpion, over all of the power of the evil one. But why is it that God's people, uh, many times, they are not living in that victory that God has uh, set out for them, that God has ordained for them to experience and to walk in? It should be a reality with every one of us. Uh, But again, many times it's not. We're going to look at that uh, and preach on that a little bit here tonight. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for the opportunity to come before your people. And Lord, I'm just asking that you would anoint us to minister your word, Father God, that you would anoint your people to hear it and to receive it. Lord, we're asking that you would grant unto us, all of us, a spirit of wisdom 
and revelation, Lord God, regarding your Son, who He is, and what He did for us on Calvary's cross. And Lord, we thank you for the privilege of being able to stand before your people, Lord. And Father, may my, my lips, my heart, my mind be loose to minister to your people. That Father, that you may be glorified, that they may be edified. And Lord, we'll thank you for it and we say it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen and Amen. You know, Jesus, what he did on the cross of Calvary, uh, destroyed every principality and every power uh, that there is that would come against God's people. Um, he came to destroy the works of the evil one. That's what the Scripture says. Uh, the Son of God was manifest, the Bible says, to do just that, to destroy the works of the evil one, meaning to utterly annihilate his works. Now, Satan is a reality. Uh, demonic spirits are a reality. Uh, Paul would talk about in Ephesians principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high place. So there is a real devil out there. There are real evil forces. There are real demonic spirits. And I'm not going to get into all of the, uh, the hierarchy and the demonic realm. We got, you know, the principalities and powers uh, are at a certain rank and rulers of the darkness of this world are at a certain rank and uh, spirits of wickedness in high places, so on and so forth. But they are a reality. And you need to know something here tonight that Satan hates you. He hates you with the vengeance. He hates really all of mankind. He hates with a vengeance. And the reason being is because man is the only one, even unsaved man, that even resembles somewhat the image and the nature of God. And anything that represents uh, or is a display of God, a display of God's power, a display of what God, God's creative work, Satan hates it. He hates everything pertaining to God. And if he hates the world, those who are in the world, how much more does he hate those who are bought by the blood of Jesus Christ? They've been saved, they've been born again, and you are growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord, and therefore you are even more representing who God is. You're being conformed into the image of Christ. You're, uh, as a born-again believer and as one who is spirit-filled, you're walking in the power and you're walking in the presence of God. You are the testimony of God here in this earth. You represent God here in this earth. God lives in you. The Bible says that you are the temple of God and that the Holy Ghost lives and dwells within you. So you better know that there's an enemy out there that despises you, that hates you, and that wants to destroy you. And those of you who are parents, he wants to destroy your children. Anything that is connected to you, you as a pastor, he wants to destroy not only your family, your church. So there is a real devil out there, a real enemy that wants to come against God's people. And the, the biggest lie of the devil or the biggest deception or the biggest way that he, uh, 
that He causes people to not be aware of Him is He very simply puts, uh, puts blinders over your eyes, if you will, so that you don't realize that He exists. So that you don't realize that He is real and that He is working behind the scenes and that He is doing things. Peter would say it this way, that he roams about this earth seeking whom he may devour. Think about that. Like a roaring lion, he says, he roams about this earth seeking whom he may devour. And you know, that's an interesting thing concerning, uh, when he uses the, uh, the illustration of a lion, a roaming lion throughout the earth seeking whom he may devour, is that lions will always pursue that which is the weakest, that which is disabled, and that's what they will pursue and pounce on, and, and ultimately that will be their meal for that day. The one who is weak. The one who hangs behind. You've ever watched those documentaries, you know, uh, over in Africa, and they'll, they'll show a, a, a lion or a tiger uh, chasing a herd of whatever, zebra or some form of, of animal, and it's always the one that is lagging behind that he gets. Well, I want to tell you something here tonight. The same thing applies to the spiritual. It's the one who is weak, weak in their faith, the one who is not walking the way that they should before the Lord, the one who is not living a life full of God's Spirit, one who is not watching, one who is not alert and sober, it's the ones who are slumbering and weak and lagging behind spiritually that the enemy who is roaming about this earth is going to pounce on you. You know, it's an interesting thing about cats. I don't know, even house cats. I noticed this when I was a kid. Uh, we had a big uh, big tomcat. And every once in a while, that tomcat would catch a mouse or a rat uh, or something. And we had a patio door, a uh, glass door, and that, that, uh, that cat would just like put on a show. Just kind of, he would just maim the mouse or the rat just so it was still alive, but it couldn't run away. And it would just play with it, flip it up in the air and kind of bat it around, toss it around and do that for a period of time before ultimately it would eat that thing. And I believe that the devil does the same thing with, uh, with human beings, with God's children. He'll kind of toy with you a little bit. He'll kind of, before you even realize what's happening to you, that you're getting ready to be eaten, he's just playing with you. He's just kind of tossing you around, flipping you up in the air. And you don't think that, uh, well, it's, you know, it's not any big deal, but before you know it, he's going to eat you. In fact, literally, that word, when you look that up in 1 Peter chapter 5, that word devour, uh, it literally means this, he will gulp you down entirely. And that's what the enemy of your soul wants to do. He wants to gulp you down entirely. Consume your life. And even if it isn't, you know, well, is he going to kill me physically? Even if it's not, and that happens as well, but even if that's not the case, he's going to kill you spiritually. 
He's going to devour you spiritually to the place that you cannot function, to the place that you are not living any longer in the freedom and the victory and the deliverance that God paid such a great price for for you through His Son. There's a real enemy out there. A real enemy. And that's why Paul would say this in Ephesians chapter 6. You all would remember this if you're Bible students. He would say, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this world and spiritual wickedness in high places. He would say this, be strong in the Lord, in the power of His might. In the Lord, be strong in Him. And then he would say, put on the whole armor of God. The whole armor of God. you got Christians walking around and they don't have on the whole armor of God. Some of them don't have it on at all. Some of them just have it on in pieces. I'm here to tell you, if you don't have on that armor, spiritually speaking, the enemy is going to get a, uh, have a place in your life. It is ultimately, and it may not happen immediately, it'll take time, but ultimately he's going to destroy you spiritually. You see, there's a reason why Paul listed all of those pieces of armor. And you can look at it later. I'm not going to take the time. Uh, to get into it in any great detail. But the first thing he listed was the belt of truth. The belt of truth. And then he said, the breastplate of righteousness. And then he said, having your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And then he talked about the shield of faith. And then the helmet of salvation. And then the sword of the Spirit, the word of Almighty God. The interesting thing about all those aspects of the armor of God is it's all Jesus Christ. In essence, what you're doing when you put on the armor of God, you are clothing yourself, what Paul also said, clothing yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ. And make no provision for the flesh. Don't lean upon the flesh. That is your only recourse, my friend, against the enemy of your soul. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be treading on serpents. They're going to be treading on you. And that's the case, unfortunately, with many Christians. Instead of them walking in victory and glory and power and having uh, the enemy under their feet, they are being trampled on by the enemy. And you know, in that scenario there in Ephesians chapter 6, uh, talking about a, uh, it's, it's like a wrestling mat. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Your enemy is not a natural enemy. Your enemy is a spiritual enemy, and it's demonic. And, and it's interesting that he, he refers to it as a wrestling match. And what he was drawing from, what Paul was drawing from in that was this, that in those days they would have a wrestling match, and when one of the individuals would subdue their enemy... They would defeat them and subdue them. They would gouge out their eyes. And you know, I think we have today, unfortunately, many Christians who have been subdued by the enemy 
and they have their eyes gouged out, spiritually speaking. And you know what happens when you have your eyes gouged out, spiritually speaking? You have no discernment. You can't see spiritually. You can't walk by faith anymore. Because your eyes spiritually have been gouged out by the enemy. He's wrestled you down. Instead of it being the other way, you ought to wrestle him down to the ground and gouge his eyes out. Amen. That's the way it should be. There's a real enemy out there. And if we aren't on our toes, spiritually speaking, if we aren't, as the Bible says, uh, throughout in many places, watching, praying, being alert, being sober. If we're not doing that, my friend, then the enemy is having a place in our lives that he shouldn't have. Again, it's not God's will for you. You know, I think, I think what has happened with us is we've kind of accepted a mediocre Christianity. We've accepted a Christianity where many times we are defeated, defeated by sin and overcome by powers of darkness. And it's almost like we've just accepted it. Well, that's just the way that it is. I mean, I see everybody else is in that same boat too, so it just must be the way that it is. We hope you are enjoying this message. We need your support to continue sharing the message of Christ and Him crucified. You can help Power the Cross Radio by going to www.grenadachurch.com and click on Donate and help us with your financial gift. Again, www.grenadachurch.com and click on Donate. You can also mail us at Power the Cross, P.O. Box 2441, Grenada, Mississippi, 38902. Again, P.O. Box 2441, Grenada, Mississippi, 38902. And now, back to the message. When God has so much more for His people, my God, He has victory. He has glory for you. He wants you to be walking in that place of victory and dominance over powers of darkness and over sin and over every evil work. That's what God desires for you and what God has ordained for you. It's not normal. It's not normal Christian living for us to be defeated by anything especially demonic spirits and demonic powers. Remember this, no weapon, the Bible says, formed against us shall prosper. I'm not trying to hype you. I'm just telling you what the Bible says, what's truth for the new covenant believer. No weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against you shall be condemned. That's the normal for the Christian. At least it should be. We have to be on our toes spiritually, though. We have to be walking in the Spirit, walking after the Spirit. We have to know how to walk with God. The weapons of our warfare, remember that? 
the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. It's nothing that you can muster up in your flesh. Nothing that you can do in yourself. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but what? Mighty through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. And you know what really the weapons are? You know what it is? It's the gospel. It's the message of the cross. It's the blood of Jesus. It's what He did on the cross of Calvary. That's what your weapon is. And when you're living that and you're, you're living in Christ, you're living the gospel and you're praying the gospel, that's your greatest weapon, my friend. Not carnal, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Anything that would want to dominate your life. Anything that would want to overtake you. Be a stronghold, a fortress in you. Whatever it is. Sin. Whatever. A door that the enemy has in your life. It should be pulled down, pulling down strongholds. And every vain imagination and every high and lofty thought that exalts itself above the knowledge of God. What is that? That's every thought process that is contrary to the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. See, we have, we have vain imaginations. We have carnal uh, thoughts, thoughts of uh, human, in a humanistic manner and Things, the, the thoughts of the world and the way that the world looks at things. Those have to be torn down and cast down, my friend. So that we're walking in the power of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's your victory, my friend. That's your victory. Going back to the armor, Paul would uh, talk about the, the shield of faith that uh, quenches the fiery darts or arrows of the enemy. Let me tell you this. Temptation is going to come to you no matter who you are. Not only no matter who you are, but no matter where you are in your walk with God spiritually. You may be the most consecrated saint of God, woman or man of God, walking as close with the Lord as you possibly can. Temptation, my friend, is coming to you. You're going to be tempted to commit acts of sin, but the worst temptation of all, you're going to be tempted to step away from your faith. That's ultimately what Satan wants, and that's how he's tempting you, and that's what the test is for you. And that's, that's ultimately what he wants, is he wants to steal away your faith. And every human being, every Christian is going to be tempted. That does not mean that you're carnal or does not mean that you're, it's abnormal. Remember Paul said this, it's common to man. Remember that? 1 Corinthians ten thirteen, I believe it was. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. He will not allow you to be tempted beyond, above, beyond what you, can, what you can bear. But along with that temptation, He will make a way of escape. My friend, there's always a way of escape. That way of escape is Jesus. That way of escape is the cross. 
You see, you're going to be called upon to be to go through some things, to be tested in your faith, to be tempted. And the question is, are you going to make it to the other side? And are you going to make it to the other side unscathed, not burned by the flames, and not drowned by the water? Fortunately, most Christians don't make it. They enter in to tempt. Remember Jesus said that to the disciples in the garden. And he went to pray and they were sleeping and he said this to them. He said, watch, watch, be sober, watch and pray lest you enter into. You see, although you are going to be tempted, you don't have to enter in to that temptation. You don't have to enter into it. It will come. Temptation will come. No matter what, no matter who you are, but you don't have to enter into it. As a belief. You don't have to be overcome by it. You don't have to be overwhelmed by it because the weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What I'm trying to say is this. God wants you walking in victory, my friend. The Bible says that we're the head and not the tail. I'm not trying to hype you. I'm just telling what, telling you what the Bible, what you have in covenant. The Bible says that we're above and not beneath. Amen? The Bible says that we're blessed and not cursed. I think sometimes we read those things and look at those things. We don't really think about the fact that that's really what God has for us and what He expects. He expects you to be over your enemy. He expects your enemies to be trampled under your foot. That literally means this, that word tread, to trample down under foot. Defeated. Overcome. Not able to have His way in you. That's Victorious Christian living, and that's what God has for every believer. Every believer. Such a, there can be such a joy that we experience as children of God. Walking in the presence of God and the glory of God and sin not having dominion over us, powers of darkness not having dominion over us. That's what God has for you. That's what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Don't settle for anything less. Don't settle for a defeated life. Don't settle for weapons uh, uh, prospering, the, the weapons of the enemy prospering in your life. Because no weapon formed against you shall prosper. That's God's will. That's God's will for you. Liberty. Freedom. Deliverance. That's the hope that He has for you. And I, my, my hope and my prayer is that you would experience that. You know, I, I think of the prayer of Jabez. Remember the prayer of Jabez? It went something like this. Lord, bless us indeed. Enlarge our borders. May your mighty hand be with us. And then he said, he prayed this, uh, that you may deliver us from the evil. And then he said this, that it may not cause us grief. You see, the enemy wants to cause you grief, but he doesn't have to.
If you'll receive and you'll accept what God has for you in Christ, in Christ, you don't have to fear the works of the devil and the powers of darkness that want to consume you and want to consume your children and your family. You don't have to fear it because there's victory for you. If you'll submit yourself to God's redemption plan, the power's in the cross, my friend. The only thing that, uh, that Satan is afraid of is what Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary, the power of the blood of the Lamb. That's what makes demons tremble, my friend. That's what causes them to flee from you is the blood of Jesus. And when you're walking in Christ and you, you have on that armor, you're clothed with the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, when the enemy looks at you, he doesn't see you, he sees Jesus. Glory. And let me tell you, he doesn't want anything to do with Jesus. You know what the Bible also says in Ephesians 2 and 6? It says that you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. Where? In Christ Jesus. By what he did on the cross, you by faith are seated with him. Let me tell you this. There ain't no demons up in heaven seated with, with Jesus Christ, with you. It's you and Jesus, and it's the place of victory. Sin is not having dominion. Sin does not want anything to do with that place seated with Christ, that secret place, Psalm 91. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, hallelujah. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge. He is my fortress. He is my God in whom I trust. Hallelujah. A thousand shall fall at my side. Ten thousand at my right hand. But it shall no evil will come nigh thee. Why? Because I've made the Lord my God, my habitation. I've known His name, His covenant, and I've set my love upon Him. And Therefore, the promise to you is that He shall deliver you. He shall set you up on high. Oh, my God. Set you up on high. Hind's feet on high. God wants you treading on the high places. He wants you like an eagle mounting up with wings. As You know the beautiful thing about eagles is they soar above the dark clouds of depression. And you would be surprised at how many Christians, there's probably even some here in this small group, that struggle with oppression and depression. Children of God. And I'm not knocking. I understand that sometimes there are uh, chemical imbalances that we can have that uh, certain things get depleted. Uh, so I don't know all the medical terminology. And, and sometimes we have to be on a medication for a period of time to uh, replenish those, you know, whatever it is, serotonin and all that stuff, uh, whatever. And I understand that. But it is not normal for the child of God to walk around oppressed and depressed. And I'm here to tell you that you can mount up with wings as eagles and you can soar above the dark clouds of oppression and depression. That's God's will for you. They that wait upon the Lord. Amen. Isaiah 40. 
30, 31. They that wait upon the Lord. That wait means that those who uh, enter into relationship, those who intermingle with Him, those who are united to Him, those who are walking in Him, that's what it means to wait on the Lord. Living in Christ. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. That's victory, my friend. Running, not free, not not overcome by, by bondages and weights and all of these things. Run and not be weary. Walk and not faint. That's a victorious Christian living. And that's what God has for you. I'm just here to tell you that's what He has for you. That's what He wants for you says right here behold i give unto you you're if you're saved you're born again you're a disciple that's you behold i give unto you power to tread to trample down underfoot serpents scorpions over all the power of the enemy nothing shall by any means hurt you i'm going to ask you something here tonight and you all want to come up and we're going to worship a little bit here and have a time at the altar if you want to come to the altar i'm going to ask you tonight is that you is that you that victory that i've been talking about here tonight that i've attempted to lay out in his word what should be the normal christian life which should should be the norm for the child of god Overcoming, victorious over powers of darkness. And I'll throw sin in there too. I know we didn't specifically deal with that. But any, any, evil, any evil work, is it the norm for you to be experiencing that and walking in that? I'm going to ask them to sing uh, that song that we sung uh, a little bit ago. There's power in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm going to encourage you. If you have not entered in and received and, and uh, are walking in that power and the reality that there is in Christ and what He has for you, I'm going to encourage you, I'm going to exhort you tonight to reach out in faith and grab a hold of what has been paid for you, the great price that was paid, that you may have victory in your life, that you may be an overcomer, They overcome by the what? By the blood of the Lamb. By the word of your testimony. By loving not your lives even unto the dead. The blood of the Lamb. Jesus has what you need. We pray this message has been a blessing to you. You can join us on the web at www.grenadachurch.com Search us out on Facebook at Lighthouse COG or Twitter Our username is Grenada Church. You can email us at info at grenadachurch.com. May God bless you and have a great day.